Peter Creek Presbyterian Church Podcast. Here at Peter Creek, we honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged with this week's message from Pastor Kelly Baldridge. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, we come to the conclusion of this year, 2020, but we also come to the conclusion of our little series through uh, verse 6 of Isaiah 9. Uh, This series has considered these uh, titles that are given in Isaiah 9-6 to a child who is born. We have celebrated Christmas. Some of us have put away our Christmas um, decorations. Some of us uh, have left them up. But either way, uh, we think about our celebration. And in this text, uh, we have a reason to celebrate. And so that's what we want to consider today. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for it. Now in Isaiah 9, we have this foretelling of the coming of Christ. And in verse 6 is a beautiful picture of his birth. A child born, a son given. And the context of his coming is seen in verse 5. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. See, the child does not come when everything is nice and quaint and quiet. But he came in order to stop wars. The boots of warriors and garments of blood will be burned, it says. He comes as the Prince of Peace. And he comes when peace is needed the most. And friends, as we close out 2020 in search of and in need of peace, this is a message for us. 
you do not need to tell you do not need me to tell you that in our world there is much chaos. We have seen the unrest in Nashville this Christmas. We have had many in our community lose their loved ones. We have seen the unrest in our nation over political battles. There are businesses that are having to make the tough decision to close their doors. We have experienced bouts with deep sadness and depression as we have not been able to easily deal with all that has changed in our society this year. Our culture has seen battles erupt, creating a divided nation in many ways. And now, what are we to do? How are we to have peace in the midst of all this? What will cause us to put away all of those things that cause this unrest? For us today, it is the conclusion of a year none of us would have envisioned. Or maybe peace will come once we see a vaccine take effect. Is this what we're looking for? No, friends, it's none of that. Isaiah proclaims it is the birth of a baby. He is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He is prince of peace. And today that's what we want to consider. Prince, his title of authority, he reigns and will reign. Isaiah in verse 7 said, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This child is born and he is born to be king. The prince of peace. Now here's how we'll consider this today. First, the need for peace. The need for peace. And secondly, what kind of peace we need. First, the need for peace. The title Prince of Peace points to the fact that there is a need for peace. Why would we have a prince who is known as the Prince of Peace unless we didn't need peace? And if he is the one who is peace, then peace will be found in him. And in verse 7 it says, of his peace there will be no end. He is peace for all eternity. He is the peace that we absolutely need. Not a peace that lasts momentarily, not a peace that comes and goes, but a peace that will have no end. So why is this child, this son given, needed in order to bring peace? Well, let's begin by expressing what this peace is not. It's not simply the absence of war. It's not just the absence of war. It's also not a feeling of peacefulness. It's not just something that we muster within ourselves. Yes, there is something about this feeling of peace that Jesus brings us. We pray that the Prince of Peace will bring peace to those who are in need. And so we do experience this as individuals from time to time as we trust in the Lord. But we want to go deeper still. Peace is needed because we are losing. In most years, you and I might need some convincing of this. But in 2020, 
That's not too hard for us to believe. It sure has felt like we've been losing. But here's what I mean. When we think of the human situation, when we think of our struggles, when we think of our failures, when we think of our hurts and our pains, there are two ways to deal with it. We will look within ourselves and say, we can do it. We can work it out. We can fix it. Or we will say, help, help. Now, one way is right, one way is wrong. Can you guess which one is which? We have a problem in our lives with trying to fix things on our own. Some of us, when we are sick, we don't go to the doctor until the last minute. We'll try every remedy we can think of before we go. And in the chaos of this world and also of our hearts, we must come to the point that we realize the only option we have is to find help outside of ourselves. Help, we say. Why? Again, because we are losing. And really, friends, we've lost. We can't fix the world's problems. We can't fix what's happening to creation itself. We can't fix what's being revealed by COVID. Human beings cannot cure every sickness or disease or stop from dying. We can't fix the troubles and distresses of our hearts. Now, we may experience a break from despair. We may experience seasons of good health. We may experience... Um, healthy weather patterns, but these things don't last. We need true peace. One preacher tells us the answer, instead of looking inwardly, is to say, that is the answer is, help, I need somebody, and not just anybody. And so we have a child born, a son given, Man doesn't search for God. God comes to man. So we need peace. It's not something we can do ourselves. We've lost and we need a victory. That is what shalom means. That is what peace means. And so here is the peace we need. In other words, why is this child who is prince of peace born? Why is this son given? We don't need a peace that brings us prosperity. We don't need a peace that brings us good health. We don't need a peace that brings us success. And so what I hope to show you briefly is that we need peace with God. We need peace with God. The Apostle Paul speaks of this child born, this son given in Colossians in a way that explains this well for us. This is where Paul says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And so that big passage there in, in verse 15 and on to the end of the chapter is this wonderful, uh, this wonderful presentation of who Jesus is in all of his might and glory and preeminence and, and power. And moving forward to verse 19, we, we see this Prince of Peace displayed. For it says, 
for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So again, this idea of man not searching for God, but God searching for man, God coming to us. And then in verse 20, and through him, that is Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, this babe that is given, a son given through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. In this brief text, you have the need for peace, the peace you need, and how the peace is brought about. We see this need for peace again in this phrase, and you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds. The reason that you need peace is because in yourselves, by your own sinful nature, you are alienated from God. That is, we understand what isolation means, don't we? We are isolated from God. We are not able to be in his company, to be in his presence. We are separated from him because of our sin. This alienation is not simply being treated as an outcast, though. Notice it goes on to say, you once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds. In other words, this is a picture of war. You're a hostile. You're an enemy. You're against God. You're at odds with God. There's a war going on, and you, in your natural state of sin, are at odds with God. You are at war with him. This isolation and hostility has taken over all of you. Notice what he says in the text, that you are hostile in mind. So what you think, how you are, what makes you you within yourself. This is the reason if we go back and consider the fact that our two answers to our problems are to look within ourselves or to ask for help. The reason we can't look within ourselves is because we are actually hostile in mind. That our mind and our hearts are at war with God because of our sin. So all of us is sinful. And we sin because we are sinners. And so he says, hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. What we believe causes us to behave in a particular way. And that is a sinful way. Because we're a sinner, we sin. That's why we need peace with God. That's why we need peace with God. That's why we need the Prince of Peace to come. Because we are separated from God. Your mind leads you to performing evil deeds. Your behavior is bad because your mind is bad. The peace that you need is seen in this, your need for peace, being alienated and hostile. But now we see the peace you need is evident with this word that's in the text as well, the word reconcile. Reconcile, a word that may be common to us 
when we want to see our friends reconciled with one another. Or maybe we're at odds with family members and we want to reconcile with each other. This peace you need is reconciliation. Our problem, because of sin, is that we are separated from God. And the solution then must be reconciliation. And so the Prince of Peace has come to reconcile us to God. And not only us, but all things. He is truly the Prince of Peace. What do those who are fighting in the race wars in our country need? What do those of us who are worried because of this virus need? What do those who are in turmoil within themselves need? What does our divided nation need? There's one answer to all of this. And the only answer to all of this is that they need and we need to believe in the one who is the Prince of Peace, to run to him. And so the answer that we're looking for even now is found. And notice what the text says. It speaks of the cross of our Lord. that And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. What we need and how we need it or how it comes to us. That peace that we need, that reconciliation, it comes to us through the bloody cross of Jesus Christ. How peace is brought about, Jesus makes peace by the blood of his cross. It's on the cross where Jesus bears the wrath we deserve. This child was born to be king, but this child was also born to die. And it is there on the cross It is there at Calvary where Christ endures the penalty of sin. It is on Calvary that he bears our sin. It is on the cross where Jesus bears the wrath of God that we deserve. And by doing so, he reconciles us, his people, to God. He makes those who are hostiles at God... He makes them become at peace with God. He has the victory over death and over sin. And therefore, he begins to usher in a new age. What he began at the cross continues and will one day be fully realized. And that is why in verse 7 of Isaiah 9, it says of the increase of his government and of peace There will be no end. There is an already and not yet aspect to Christianity. What Christ did on the cross has already brought in this new creation. And it is a creation that will not pass away. But it is not yet until Christ returns. And so the Prince of Peace is also the one who promises the fulfillment of what we read in Revelation 21. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain 
anymore. For the former things, notice these words, have passed away. The great hope that we have is that the Prince of Peace has truly brought peace. And so, if you want to know peace in this chaotic world, if you want to know peace in this season of unrest, if you want peace in a time of grief, if you want to know peace in a time of war, if you want to know peace when you're facing health issues, if you want to know peace when you're inside your mind and heart and it's waging war within you, if you want to know peace when you lose a loved one, if you want to know peace when you feel the weight of your sin, you must come to the Prince of Peace. He promises rest for your soul. He has won the victory over the battle that you were losing. Now, as we conclude, I want to share with you the words of a great hymn of old written by Martin Luther. A mighty fortress is our God. We'll pick up in the second verse because it speaks of this Prince of Peace who is victorious and brings victory, brings shalom. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Just ask who that may be. Christ Jesus, it is he, the Lord of hosts, his name from age to age the same. And he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, We will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. The word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindreds go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still, his kingdom is forever. Friends, do you want victory in this end of 2020? Do you want victory in your life in 2021? Uh, do, you, do you want to understand peace and know peace? You won't find it in yourself. No matter what resolution you create for next year, no matter what changes you make in yourself and of yourself, you will not find peace with God by trying harder, but only by saying help and understanding that help must come from the Lord, the one who defeats your enemies, the one who is victorious over sin and death, the one whose kingdom is forever, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Most gracious Father, we do thank you and we rejoice in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Prince of Peace Our hearts are heavy. Our burdens are great. Our struggles are real. 
There's turmoil, but Father, in Christ there is triumph. In Christ there is hope. In Christ all of our problems are laid to the side, for we know that one day they will be no more. One day there will be no disease. There will be no pandemics. There will be no death. And our hope is that the Prince of Peace who is sitting at your right hand will return and all of these things will be realized. But I pray, God, for these who do not know peace right now because in their hearts there is a war waging and they are losing. I pray that they would look to the one who wins that war the one that wins and is victorious. I pray that they would look to Jesus Christ. And Father, we ask that you would help us because it is by nature that we look within ourselves rather than looking outside of ourselves to you. And so I pray, Father, that the message of Christmas, a child born, a son given, would remind us of the one who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And help us, O oh God, to look to him and to find our hope in him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If God has used this message to influence you or you would like more information about our church, Connect with us on the Peter Creek Presbyterian Church Facebook page. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages from Pastor Kelly Baldridge.